welcome to Reservations. We are your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen. Oh, hey, Rain. What's going on? Um, uh, fine. Oh, cool. I mean, I'm fine. Oh, cool. You asked me what was going on, and I said I just said fine. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, glad to be back for another week of this, huh? I know. Getting getting back into the swing of everything. Yeah, I feel like we're we're slowly getting back into it and I, I feel like last week we may have lost a, a bit but this time I think we're going to rein it back in and I think yes. we're going to be fine yes I think so oh and so. I'm Jeremy by the way <laughs> yeah so welcome back everyone um, we are trying to get back on our uh, usual schedule of weekly episodes um, last week's episode Parasite came out a day later just because Oops. we were trying to uh, get the new logo situated and we just kind of lost track of time, so it's got the old logo for now, but it'll be updated. I feel like we'll be back to Tuesdays until we get the logo. It's going to be fine. I mean, yeah. if I mean, I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that hard to do what we're trying to do. No. I mean... <laughs> I would... That's an understatement. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. so, um, so, dude, I'm actually, again, very excited to talk about this movie because... I don't know, man. I I feel like I feel like my tastes in movies are starting to really expand, and it's all thanks to one production company. Well, you and a production company. Oh, okay. A twenty four. Yes, A twenty four is a phenomenal production company, putting out some really interesting, you know, films and really eclectic because it's not just one type. You know, yeah. um, I, I haven't it, seen them do comedy yet, though. Or have they? And I've just. Technically, the lobster is a, is a comedy. Uh, is a dark comedy. Yeah. What about Swiss Army Man? Yes, that is a comedy. A dark comedy. Again, it's uh, those. I, I would consider those comedies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so so, so far, what I've seen from them is uh, Swiss Army Man because mm-hmm. I, I love Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Um, the Disaster Artist. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought that was awesome. Um, as I told you, I watched The Lighthouse last night. Oh. That one's so good. Future episode right there, I think, because uh, I, I... I agree. I think Robert Eggers is one of the... He's already got another movie planned. That's amazing, because, you know, when I saw The Witch when it came out, um, I was completely blown away by it. It was like nothing else I'd ever seen until I saw Ari Aster's Hereditary, you know, in terms of horror films. Um, but... Yeah, that's where I disagree. I've been told the last 20 minutes of Hereditary just, like, goes off the rails in a bad way. I am the exact opposite. I think that's what truly makes it what it is. But, I mean... Which is a wonderful film. But, like, so, like, my point of bringing up the production company, A24, because they... This movie is a testament to the the fact that they really let their directors Mm -hmm. handle their movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, you need to make a movie? Great. Here's the money you need. Do what you need to do because I really feel like this movie especially is is more is is an art piece. Yeah. Because there are these long, drawn out periods of no dialogue, but the scene is telling us everything. Right. And it was bothering me at at the beginning, but as the movie progressed, I, I wasn't bothered by it anymore. Um, without anyone having to actually speak. Right. Um, and we're talking about a ghost story, by That's the way. That's right. Um, David Lowry's a ghost story. Um, now, what's fun about a ghost story is, you are correct, it is lots of drawn-out um, spaces of just being, right? Mm-hmm. And um, David Lowry says that it's sort of a litmus test. So if you can make it past um, them lying in bed together and her on the floor eating the pie, you're good. You're good for the rest of the movie because if you can make it for those two things and it doesn't bother you, you're, this movie's for you. You know, and it's something else I really noticed about the, uh, I, I just want to kind of circle back to A24 and then we can move on with the movie, is, you know, A24 movies get like unreal critical like uh, yeah. appraisal that's true but then very low audience scores like I was oh, looking I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes for this movie and it's got like a 94 certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes but like a 60% audience score yeah and that I think sense. it's because of the long drawn out yeah. still 
scenes. Mm. And I would agree with that. Like I said, it did bother me at the beginning, mm. but as the movie progressed, and it's a very short film, hour and a half long. Yeah, it's not long. I was fine, especially when it's all on the ghost, which we'll get there, um, towards the last half of the movie, when it's mm. all just him. Right. I wasn't bothered by it. Sorry. That's okay. I hit the table you again. You hit the table. Um, even even um, Uncut Gems, same mm-hmm. thing. Unreal critical uh, appraisal and then a lower audience score. Very strange. I would have thought that would have been more of a... I mean, more of a contemporary film than a ghost story is. I think, I think it's because, just using Uncut Gems as an example, is... I think people still have this stigma towards Adam Sandler. Oh, maybe. He's the funny man. He doesn't do dramatic stuff, which I disagree. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got Punch Drunk Love, and I think... Um, Spanglish is technically a drama. Spanglish, yeah. Um, and funny people, he's more he's more authentic mm-hmm. as a com- quote-unquote comedian than his goofier self. And see, the, the whole point about this conversation we're having at the beginning of this is that it's so unusual to speak of a production company the way we are right now, right? Yes. You don't, I mean, most people don't say, well, oh my God, did you see the new MGM movie? That doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Right? But with, with A24 and with Bloomhouse. Which, you know, and, they just did The Invisible Man with help from Universal. Yeah. And that's... I, 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 hear, like I hear it's fantastic. Lee Wynell, I'm a huge fan of his. And he's starting to direct now, which is really cool. And Because he did Upgrade a few years ago, which is unreal. Loved it. Isn't that the guy who, with the guy who looks like Jai Courtney? Yes. But he's not Jai Courtney. No. <laughs> it's not the guy. And actually, um, that actor, and I, his name is Logan something. And I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But he just directed and wrote... Um, Adopt a Highway with um, Oh yeah, you told me to really Ethan watch Hawk, that. And it's amazing, right? So anyway. Oh. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, A24 Bloom House are kind of these we're we're almost back to the saying, independent or just saying that, you know, the studio is almost as well known as some of these like you know Warner and right yeah I would definitely agree to that um, me and me and a friend at work uh, I think I've talked about him on the podcast Perfurio um, we were having that discussion what's today Saturday today is Saturday Friday okay yes because so that's when I that's when I bought the lighthouse. <laughs> Sorry, I had to like backtrack there. Uh, yeah, because I told him I bought it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's from A24. I'm really excited to watch it." And he was like, "Dude, A24, man!" And then we were having a discussion about the Green Knight, which I am mm, very excited about. So excited we, for. We should probably say that maybe I didn't choose this movie on purpose uh, for this reason, but David Lowry's got a new film coming out, The Green Knight. <sighs> Dave Patel. Very excited. I and about it's, this. It's such a weird. I, we. We promise everyone we will we will get to a ghost story. I'll make sure. I just like I've only seen the trailer for a Green Knight once. Mm-hmm. I've seen clips, but I refuse. And it is it, it is not an original story. It is it's a story. based on a poem of Sir right. And is it pronounced Gwain? Or I think I have no idea. It's G A W A I N. So that's Wayne. So uh, it's Gwain. I don't know. Maybe the I don't know. But all I'm saying is that I think David is going to put a little twist on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be great, oh, dude. I, and I don't know what about it is so appealing to me. Is I, I saw the trailer and I was immediately like, yes, yeah, yes. Maybe, maybe it's Sean Harris as King Arthur. Um, even be. though I've only seen him in two other movies, the last two Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's. Uh, the casting of Dev Patel. I mean, that's one of yeah. the twists he's using is he's using a a, a, a right. He's Indian he's, actor, yeah, he's Indian, right? And so that's that doesn't make any sense for the for the story. That yeah, an tell, Arthurian but, legend. But I really like that, and I and I think I mean Dev is amazing. I've seen almost oh, yeah. all of his stuff, think, and so I, I think that that's going to be really interesting. A ghost story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need a. So well, I say we me when. As I mentioned last week, um, this was the first time I've ever been in a movie and was more excited about a trailer I saw than the movie I was there to see, right? I was mm-hmm. almost disappointed. Actually, I was disappointed because... <laughs> Didn't you say... What did you go see? It was It Comes at Night, which is a great... It's a good movie, right? Um, also, 24 
It's with uh, Joel Egerton and uh, others. Um, I think I know. Yeah, I think I know that one. It's it's sort of a virus zombie sort of movie where whatever it doesn't matter. But it was good. Uh-huh. But when I was there to see it, uh, they opened with. I was at the Alma Draft House and they opened with the uh, uh, trailer for a ghost story, and I was like, oh. I really want to see that. And then when the trailer was over, I go, oh, no, I'm not here to see that. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I So after we, you told me that's what you wanted to talk about last week uh, and, and you went home, I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to know what I'm getting into. Because I was going to you – know, I did watch the movie, but I was like, I need to have a some sort of pre-example mm-hmm. of what I'm going to see. And oh, that trailer blew me away. Yeah, and it's not, you know, and it's such a silly premise on paper. Like, if you were to write it down, what it is, that, and it's about it goes, travel has a unique relationship with time, which is very cool so far. Mm-hmm. But then you say, oh, but the ghost is in a sheet. It, that's why Ashley hates it. Is it really? She. she that's like, why I love it. Say that's yeah, the difference. As do I. I think if, I think if they would have done some editing trickery to make Cass, uh, Casey, like, uh, you know, see-through or... Well, they originally had um, in the beginning where the landlord comes to drop off the pie and give their condolences. Uh-huh. They originally had her walk through him. And they're like, it's cool, but it doesn't fit. Right. right. Um, just like you never see him in the process of standing up or the process of sitting down. He's right? just either... He's either sitting down or standing up. You don't see him do that action because it doesn't look right. It's, you know... Um, Except for... R- right. The very, which we'll get there. Right. So, and even that didn't look that bad, right? I think it's just like if you just saw him sit down, that doesn't look right. Yeah. You know, and same with running. They didn't want him to have him run because that looks weird. And you'd be able to see his shoes and it, it didn't... Right. And I want to know how Casey didn't trip over the sheet. Apparently... It's extremely uncomfortable uh, the, because they had to have something over his head to make it that perfect dome, mm-hmm. right? And apparently they shot it in Irving. A lot of it is in Irving, Texas. Well, where, so yeah, and I had to look it up that it took place in Dallas. Yeah. Or, and so, quote unquote, in Dallas. Right. So they they filmed well, some Irving's of the stuff in Dallas yeah. and in, around Fort Worth area, but the house is in Irving, I think. And... Um, and it was like 110 degrees. Yeah, because well, it's right. humid there. Right. You know, with us being in West Texas, it's just dry. Right. Now, for the – this is just a fun fact. They did travel to West Texas, our neck of the woods, to get the star sky tracking shot or the, um, <laughs> yeah, the time lapse. West Texas has got the best skies. That's true. Um, <laughs> just ask Glenn Campbell. But you would need a Ouija board. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I've learned my uh, I've learned the lessons from horror movies. Yep. So <laughs> That's one thing you can take away from... Glenn Campbell's dead, by the way. That's why that joke is hilarious. Horror <laughs> anyway. All right. So, <laughs> all I, will, right. I will let you do the synopsis because I'm always terrible at it. Great. So, it's really simple. Really simple. It's very simple. And uh, what... We'll get... Okay. So... <laughs> We are introduced to Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. They are simply C and M. I also had to look that up because... No one says their names. Yep. They don't have to. And you know what? Didn't notice the first time. And neither did, did I. I. I was like, I was like, oh, if, they, if they're just credited as husband and wife, I wouldn't or care. Or man and woman, which I've seen before. Yeah. Um, like in the road. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so um, he is in a car wreck and dies. Um, he is almost, I mean, when you're looking at it, it's almost resurrected as this ghost in the sheet in your stereotypical, um, sheet ghost costume with mm-hmm. the eye holes cut out and all that. Think, uh, Beetlejuice when yes. uh, they're trying to scare Perfect. the Deetses. Think of that. Yes. When they're trying. <laughs> you put holes in your mother's Egyptian cotton sheets. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Love that, that guy's movie. a pedophile. All right, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's uh, why Disney to, took, him out of, took him out of their ride. Alien Encounters? Uh, Jeffrey Jones... Jeffrey was, Jones is in there? They, they well, they, they, they had recorded him oh. for the, the video, because he's supposed to play an alien. And when when that came out... Sayonara, they, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, shout yeah. out to Jeffrey Jones. He's a uh, pedophile. So, uh, you, I just need wait, everyone you to mean, uh you mean Vice Principal? Edward Rooney is a pedophile. Okay. So, you mean those gummy bears weren't 
He's a pedophile. So <laughs> anyway. So anyway, yeah. so in the rest of the movie is just his his journey through time and what it means to not have a grasp on time, not be able to have closure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so remarkable the way they do it because he doesn't move through space, meaning he doesn't go anywhere new. It's the same spot, mm-hmm. but it's just through years and years and years, right? Yes. One of my favorite aspects of the film is he will walk from this room to that room and, and we'll watch him do it in real time, but in years his time, have, years have passed, yep. right? Or months or whatever. Like, I mean, it doesn't, we're not quite sure how much time has passed, but we just know that a lot of it has, mm-hmm. especially when Rooney moves out. Right. When she moves out, I think time starts to escalate. Um, because then the Spanish family comes in, Spanish-speaking family. I don't mm-hmm. Texas, I assume, of Mexican descent, um, and then, which I love. They speak Spanish and no subtitles. Yeah, um, I I understood a little bit of it. My grandparents are Mexican, but um, you know, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. But I just <laughs> love that because Casey doesn't speak Spanish. We don't get to know what they're saying, right? Yeah, and I think. We get. Uh, I'm done with the synopsis, by the way. Uh, uh, that was. It. I mean, it, that's that's yeah, it's, it's that's really movie, yeah. It's right? really yeah. It's yeah. it's so simple, but it's so complex in its in its delivery and in its meaning and its mm. subtext. Um, so anyway, Rain. What are some of your favorite parts of the movie? Um, one of the big things I really took away was the car wreck. We don't see it. No, we because I, I love the shot. And I love how it's filmed too. It was filmed on. Yes, now it is in that sort of four, four five aspect ratio, uh-huh. but they rounded the edges. Almost like a super eight camera, right? And and so like if you were to see the lighthouse, they're just straight edges. Which but, I well, oh, you're talking to the audience because yeah. I've already told you I've seen it. Right, right. Uh, yes, I am talking to the audience. <laughs> if you've seen the lighthouse or First Reformed or whatever, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh my god, they're gonna hate that. Uh, or whatever movie he just said. We it's it's straight up and down, right. ninety degree angles. But this one is rounded, which I don't know. It gives it I don't know. It's an intimate aspect ratio. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, all of these films use it to different effects. I think Grand Budapest does it for time. Yes. Yes. And because current time, quote unquote, is wide angle. Yeah. Um. The uh, past is a little bit more contained. Mm-hmm. It's still wide angle, but it's still it's a little more in. Then the author's personal past is in that four four five. five, and then when Zero is telling his past in multiple layers, it's in um, like Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> like it's original format. It's a family right. Guy. <laughs> but it, it, it's even smaller. I see. Um, um, and, and, and Wes actually gives cues each time it happens. That way you know. But so, I can't remember. In which I may not be a huge Wes Anderson fan, but I do like that. And <sighs> I think – and they use it for different ways. So for you know the lighthouse, it's claustrophobia yeah, yeah, because it's they're mid- stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think it's just more intimacy, right? It's not yeah. meant to feel claustrophobic. You know, we're just, we're in this world with him. We're traveling with him. We need to be in an intimate space, right? And, yeah, so, so, you know, so we have, see just a wide shot of the house. Mm-hmm. And when you see what's revealed to be the smoke from the wreck, I thought it was just fog. Mm-hmm. And then the camera just slowly pans. And I was like, oh my God. Because mm-hmm. I knew he died. Because that is the one thing they gave away in the trailer. Well, obviously, yeah. But and I was like, I'm like, okay, well, he's dead now. Yeah. And I think that was more jarring than if we would have actually, if he yeah, would have filmed him getting hit. Mm-hmm. Because not to say that we're desensitized, but I feel like if we would have seen the cars collide, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have given us the same impact of we just pan over. And boom, there it is. I think it's sort of it it it, de- it deals with the theme of the film, which is we didn't even get to see him die when we get to mm-hmm. him; he's already dead, 
right? Yeah. And so it's sort of this like, ugh, we didn't really get closure with that either, right? And so right. that's what the whole film's about, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I, I read Ronda review. I think it was the Rotten Tomatoes review. And at the end, it's how time deals with love and loss. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, after, after I told you I finished the movie, um, you know, I, I've, I've described movies as beautiful, in, in ways that they're shot, scored, acted. But this, I meant beautiful in the sense of it's a, just a very beautiful story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Rooney Mara. I do think she is a very talented actress. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this movie, she really shines. Yeah. And I also love Casey Affleck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love my boy Benny. But... <laughs> But I do feel like Casey is a little bit more of a also rounded actor. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit more than Ben is. I mean, Ben is still fantastic, but Casey just... You're not going to offend me. I'm fine. I okay. think that... <laughs> Your boy Benny? Yeah, my boy Benny. Um, I think, to be... I'm going to be 100% honest, and I'm probably going to alienate so many people with this. Here we go. I think Ben Affleck does so good in comedies. Oh. He is, he is so... Comedy is his niche. I mean, so is Casey. Casey, his two scenes in American Pie and American Pie 2 are fucking hilarious. And that's all he has in those movies. But anyway, but the point I'm making is that Rooney isn't having to really play up Casey. No. She's, she's, they're really focusing on her and her acting ability because Casey's just behind a sheet the whole movie. Now, I will tell you that the first time I saw the movie... Mm-hmm. Uh, when she is on the kitchen floor eating the pie, which oh. is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, is it is it ten minutes or am I just over exaggerating? No, no, no. It's, it's long. It's it's about nine, I think. Okay. Or eight. Um, but I didn't notice the the ghost in the background at all. Yeah. It. I, um. And the second time I watched it, I was like, oh. There's a ghost back there. <laughs> I didn't even notice he was there yeah, because I'm Casey, just so yeah. fixed on Rooney that well, and and how they have it shot is he's really out of focus and he's in the back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just I guess shoulders down too. I mean, we don't, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think it was more so to show us, and I want to talk more about this, but the crazy. Not, well, I wouldn't say crazy things, but the things that people go through when they're grieving. Right. You know, because she starts standing up, mm-hmm. and we follow her in real time, standing up, eating the pie, and then sitting in the kitchen floor eating. And that's the longest shot of the film, by the way, is her saying that. And I didn't notice her crying until mm-hmm. probably I would say about the six or seven minute mark. And then I noticed the tears coming down. Yeah. And so she's silently crying. Eating this pie, yeah, because it's giving her a sense of normalcy, mm-hmm. or something, or something, right? I yeah. mean, it's just something to focus on, right? Then, then the fact that her husband's dead, right? Um, now, what's really cool about this movie is its its subtle use of digital uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was really looking for. Well, I would say really looking. I, I did want to see if the if the whole movie was going to be practical like practical effects mm-hmm. or if they were going to use CGI. I'll tell you the coolest one is Casey, the ghost. He wasn't there when she was eating the pie. Really? Yeah. So they put him in afterward. Uh, and they do that a few more. They do it a few more times. When the house is being destroyed, obviously he couldn't be in the house uh, yeah. digging in the wall, right? And so... When that bucket comes in and tears that... Uh, the living room down? Yeah. He's not there, but they added him in later, right? Oh, okay. They had filmed it before, and then when they had it, whatever. Um, so, uh, so they, yeah, so they probably yeah, filmed so they, him. They do that in a couple of spaces where mm-hmm. he wasn't originally there because, I mean, I guess, number one, it's easier for the actors to not look at him if he's not there, right? Right. <laughs> um, and then two, stuff like that where he literally couldn't be in the house for safety reasons. Right. But here is the most impressive. Casey Affleck has several back tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, and when they're in bed. When they're in bed, her hand goes over his back several times. And it's seamless. I mean, I they digitally removed his tattoos. And then, well, he even gets out of bed at one point and we see his back. It's amazing, right? Oh, by the way, something that almost took me out of the movie, he's jacked. 
in oh, this yeah. movie. I was like, what the hell is that for? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he doesn't always bend. So, I mean, what's going so, on there? So, I have two things. It's, One, it's, it's a silly thing to be focused on, but I thought, I was like, damn. So, this is this is kind of a sidebar of Casey Affleck. So, did him and his brother decide, let's go get back tattoos together? Because his brother also has well, a... Well, no, because um, Casey's are um, his, his child's footprints... Uh-huh. On his back, it's not his whole back. It's a few on his uh, like, like shoulder uh, shoulders. Yeah, as yeah. bends is across his entire back. Oof. Yeah, his is <sighs> very good, and it does not look good. No, it's not good. It has not aged well. And but then secondly, what they probably did is like, do you want to go get jacked? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, as we're Ben uh, has no reason to get jacked anymore. He's not Batman anymore. Right. Robert Pattinson stole his job. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm actually after watching the Lighthouse. And I'm going to probably watch Good, good time, time tonight. Oh, so good. Uh, I'm very excited. You need to uh, text me after you watch Good Time. Um, and tell you that I need to like a cup of coffee or something. Something to lower my heart rate. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. Because your heart rate's going to be jacked for an hour and a half um, at least. But yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. When he... Yeah. When they're investigating the piano, which I, I <gasps> called it very early on. Oh, did I you, was like... Did you think it was going to be the good... As the movie was progressing, I was like craziest thing in the movies that time jump we'll get there but yeah i was like i was like was because it was i would say halfway into the movie i was like did he was wait ah no i'll see what happened yeah but yeah uh, so when he's investigating and he turns towards the camera i was like damn bro. <laughs> it's like bro, bro. He, he's, he's got the v too? yeah he's got the v <sighs> I was like, yeah. this guy over here. He was crazy. He was so in shape. And I'm just I know, like, and then I had to read more about his character. I'm like, and he's a musician? Yeah. And he could pull off the man bun? Like, Oof. and he can play jazz on... Dude, I was like, what What can't this guy do, apparently? Well, <laughs> so Daniel Hart, the uh, composer and lead singer and writer uh, for Dark Rooms, uh, uh-huh. which I get overwhelmed is one of their songs, um, said he gave him a couple piano lessons um, but that thing that he did on the piano oh, that the was way beyond what he taught him. So I guess he kept going when he was done. Um, I would be honest. Casey Affleck looks like that type of actor. Like, yeah, just show me a little bit. And, and then, then he overachieves. I got it from there. You know? Yeah. Um, which is probably what he must have done because he just like that was pretty good. The, the little yeah, thing he did. He, yeah, he makes it so seamless that he's. It's like he's been playing jazz piano forever. Well, and apparently he wasn't supposed to do that. Um, he was. <laughs> he just he just throws everyone off by stuff that he does, and so the other actors are like, "Do not get off," <laughs> you know. Well, and, and he keeps doing it. Yeah, and and that's another scene. And we Ooh, can talk about that scene later on, but when he when he's annoying the landlord when they're first seeing the house, yeah, like oh, does it come with the house? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah. No, but seriously, does it? And she's like, oh, we can get rid of it. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, anyway. all right. So let's talk about the most dialogue in the movie, which is uh, that gentleman's monologue. Yes, uh, I looked it up, and he is a. Um, I think he's a singer mm. for a band. I didn't know that. Um, if you give me sure. five whole seconds. Well, I'll, I'll talk while you're doing that. So, um, I can tell you exactly who he is. So his name is Will Oldham. That's exactly how it was. Oldham, I guess, is how yeah, it's pronounced. Um, his stage name is Bonnie Prince, quote-unquote, Billy. He is a singer-songwriter. Um, he's, he's done folk, alternative country. Um... Seems like it's mainly movies that he's really done a lot of. Uh, he was in Jackass 3D. Oh, that's odd. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when he shows. I've, I've, I've seen that seen movie it. backwards and forwards. What? That's insane. I love that movie. That's what? the best Jackass. Ugh. The fact that they're even thinking about doing a fourth one, they're fucking crazy. Because yeah, right. they will all die. That's insane. So, um, anyway, uh, his monologue. So his monologue was actually written... Well before this movie came out, uh, David Lowry had it already and didn't really? know how he was going to use it and said, oh, I can put it in this. And so when... One, it fits, too. It does fit. It's almost It fits almost perfectly. You'd think it came with the script, right? Yeah. Much like the piano coming with the house. And <laughs> um, apparently that guy came in and knew the monologue backwards and forwards. And so... Did he, did he pull... He had to uh, do it like nine times. Did he pull a Willem de Friend and... Uh, <laughs> I stole that from Fern. Fern, if you're listening, I stole that from you, buddy. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, because uh, I read that Willem Dafoe did that monologue, that first curse mm. in yeah. one take. 
And um, in the Robert, House. Robert Eggers said that he didn't blink for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did that guy do the same thing? Uh, or? Pretty, I mean, he just um, he just showed up having it already memorized. Right? Oh, okay. And I mean, down to the punctuation and pauses and things like that. Well, it's, and it's a very beautiful it is. monologue and it's, well, as well. And it's also, you know, a downer, right? Because it's it's just, very, it's, at a party, dude. Right, because it's talking about how nothing lasts forever. At time destroys all things. Yeah. And, you know, it, would, it, it fits so well because all Casey's character wants to do is get closure by reading what Rooney put in the wall, right? It's the mm. last thing he has of her we, because we, he can't leave to go find her. We we should mention um, that the movie starts with them getting ready to move out of their house and Rooney telling Casey that when she was younger, whenever her and her family would leave, she would leave a little note behind in the house hidden somewhere in case she ever came back. There's a little piece of her still there. Mm. And so when she decides to move out after Casey has passed away, she does the same thing and then paints over the crack, the crease in the wall where she hid the note. Mm -hmm. Back to the party. (laughs) So that's all he wants, right? He, because he literally can't leave to go follow her. So is it stuck? So I'm going to use some supernatural lingo. Is he, is it like he's tied to the house? It it must be because, um, like we, like we had mentioned earlier, it was just me. Um, (laughs) It's in the same space. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Even when it's a corporate office. building. Office. Mm-hmm. That's in the same spot. He hasn't moved. Yep. Right? It's just the building I'm assuming that's another there. shot where Casey's not really there at the uh, construction site. There's a few side. where I don't think he's really there. They didn't mention it. I listened to commentary last <laughs> night. Didn't mention it? Um, because, I mean, it was obviously a real construction site. And yeah. it was obviously a real building being built when it's that, that shot of him way up at the top. And he's you can barely see him. He's up there. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, I'll tell you what was not there was him getting on the ledge of the building. That oh. was completely green screen yeah, all of it. Yeah, I highly... It was him on an Apple box. Yeah. Staring yeah, was, at the floor. But anyway, I mean, it That's some great. dude down there waving at him. Yeah, it looked great, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It, um, and, and, and not very futuristic which I appreciated you know I think it, the most futuristic thing I, I call it a Blade Runner ad where it was sort of like a hologram uh, ad yeah. on one of the one of the, one of the buildings yeah, yeah that I was can, as futuristic as it got yeah I, yeah I appreciated that we didn't see like flying cars and stuff no, that it's, it, it's more of like a realistic future and you know what I it's so weird because I think he might go back and forth in time because the party seems very 90s right or to me, because especially the guy talking, the guy with the monologue, Will Oldham, um, his earrings and his overalls and his shirt. I mean, it all seems very 90s to me. Well, you know, my counter argument is, you know, things are in retrograde and things mm-hmm. are uh, 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 nostalgic now. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a 90s thing party. Oh, that's a good point. Because I, I did like the multiple earrings in the one ear. I thought that was sweet. I was know, like, I wish I could pull that off. Because I've asked Ashley uh, what she if she'd be cool with me doing the '80s one dangly earring. That'd be tight. Like I was like, you know, like Keith or Sutherland from Lost Boys, and she was like, no. I was thinking more George Michael in the Faith video. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, also George Michael. <laughs> well, he's dead too now. <sighs> At least we still have Bowie. At least we still have Bowie. <laughs> but yeah, no, because you know. Because I, I had to look into that more because especially the ending of the movie kind of had me a little confused. Mm-hmm. And I realized that he's still moving forward in yeah. time. He can't move backwards. He's moving forward. Right. And what David's doing, David Lowry, is he's pretty much saying that time is cyclical. Mm-hmm. It's looped back. So sort of like a future. This is so dumb. But there's a Futurama episode where they do that. Uh-huh. And... Um, when and it's a similar situation because their time machine only goes through time, not space, right? It stays in the same spot. Yeah. Uh, like H.G. Wells' time machine, um, and it actually looks like that in the episode. That's fine. This is gonna make sense, guys. I promise. So they accidentally hit the lever too far, and they're having to try to find out how to go back, but they can't. They can only go forward, and they go forward enough to where they loop around. And so what you're saying is it's Ham from Toy Story 2 clicking through the remote yes. really fast. And he's like, oh, I've already passed it. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Exactly. So <laughs> that's an interesting way of thinking about that. Yeah, um, because 
because I did a little bit more research, and which is normally what I usually do. Um, well, because it was it was really bothering me that I wasn't figuring it out. Because th- what ticked me off was I didn't tick not as in angry. It just I was like, wait a minute, um, is the little girl humming? She's humming, I get overwhelmed. Which I didn't realize. And she wasn't originally, so she was just humming. And one of the producers or the company or the production company or whatever was like, is she humming the song? And he goes, no, but that's a great idea. So, you know, she's humming his song. And so I was doing research and that I didn't recognize the humming, you know, mm-hmm. the song that she was humming. Um, and so that's when I was like, wait, I think he... I mean, they. I, I think they use that as a way of like reaffirming the monologue. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so my, the research I found was that time has looped back, but it has now created a different reality that he used to live in because there's tension in their marriage, and as it's apparently implied, when he was originally alive, mm-hmm. they were a very happy, loving couple. No. No issues, no fights. But now, in this new version of time, everything still plays out the same, but mm-hmm. subtle things have changed. Um, because it was confusing me. I was like, okay, he's he's back at the start. Mm-hmm. What the and hell? Not just the start, but the start start. Because we have those settlers, right? Mm-hmm. The pioneers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we again another situation of. Uh, they get killed by Native Americans, but we don't see it. No. We just see the aftermath, just like right. with the wreck. Exactly. And I love the shot, reverse shot of the decay of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also sort of that wraparound time feels that she draws a little something and puts it under a rock. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it mirrors what Rudy does. Right. Yeah. It's, it's such a brilliant movie. Um, and once we get to, we're back at the house, and they're going to move into the house, blah, 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 um, we have two ghosts, because mm-hmm. we wrapped around. Yep. Um, Which, uh, I, I read somewhere that neither one of them notice each other. The ghosts. Right. They don't yep. notice each other. No. Um, they're just, which... It's contradictory to what we thought is that all go see each other, but since it's the same person, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that their sheets are different because our Casey's is so dirty because he's, you know, been around a few yeah. a few more years than this one has, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then he's which I yeah. Then, but since he's now in this new reality, he's able to go back right and get the note. And he got the note, and he collapses. We get closure. We're done. Well, and I love that we don't see it. No. and I, He opens it, and then he... Originally, they were going to... Um, show us what the note said? Yeah, but they couldn't find... They, they just couldn't come up with anything good enough. Like, I appreciate that. that too. That they... That it wasn't... That they didn't do it just because, like, we got to show them what it says. I love beans. I mean, originally, they were going to, right? Like yeah. I said, they didn't want to be those guys to set something up and not pay it off. But they even had a, an over-the-shoulder on a blank piece of paper that they digitally put something in there. Yeah. Uh, now, Rooney did write something and put it in the wall, and it went down with the house. But Rooney doesn't remember what it was, and she didn't tell anybody. Really? Yeah. It was probably something like, Ow. Joaquin Phoenix is going to win Best Actor for Joker. <laughs> I don't think they were dating that. Two years, yeah, yeah. a year before, no, it's 2017. Three years before it happens. Yeah. Um... But uh, so I really also would like to talk about that Casey's ghost isn't the only ghost in this universe. No, it is not. Quote unquote universe. You know, right. Um, and, I, and I think it's such a cool thing what they do is that he he almost gets like this feeling to look out the window. Right. And he looks out the window to the house, their neighbors. And there's another ghost. There's another ghost. Um, and this is heartbreaking this exchange that they have so heartbreaking Um, it's got one of my favorite lines quote because I get to read it not hear it um, because of the subtitles uh, Mm. which I loved Um, I thought that was brilliant and that 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 ghosts yeah I like how they did this that ghosts they they speak to each other 
telepathically or something right well, i mean it's on my subtitles it said speaking telepathically oh does it really mm-hmm. how interesting and then it said the line mm. which i would I, I actually turned my tv up all the way because i actually did notice the movie's very quiet it is quiet too so i turned it up all the way to 100 maybe maybe that if, was really loud sorry i was just surprised that your tv goes all the way to 100 sorry yeah because i was trying to hope maybe there was like some form of noise mm-hmm. or like ethereal like because they say hey yeah. to each other so like an ethereal like you know hey but there's nothing nothing which I actually liked so it's much more it's just subtitles and um, it is David Lowry under the other sheet uh, the director and um, they call in the credits it's Grandma Ghost okay right and which would explain a little bit of you know one says hi the other one says hello it's very formal very you know um, I think that's how it goes anyway yeah, I think I think Grandma goes goes hello. hello. And Casey's ghost goes hey. hi hi. Yeah, you know, uh, which is a you know generational gap. Um, but oh man, it's just so heartbreaking. The I'm waiting for someone. It goes well. Who? Yeah, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't remember. <sighs> well, and then and then because we see Grandma goes three times. Right. Their first interaction, and then years later, when the Hispanic family is living in the house. Mm-hmm. He goes back to the window, and Grandma Ghost feels his presence and says, oh, I thought you were... Never mind. Right. And so sad. Again. And then when both of their houses get torn down, mm-hmm. the Grandma Ghost has come to terms with... Oh, yeah. It's almost like giving up. It's like, I don't... Uh, I, don't I don't think they're coming back. And then the sheet <sighs> just collapses. And... And you so and you good. know, even though you can't see Casey's actual face, you know his eyes are big and just like, uh oh, uh oh, like I'm stuck. Yeah. Well, and you know, am I going to end up like that? Am I going to end mm-hmm. up giving up? Right. Yeah. And not being able to, you know, find closure and you know move on. And and I think that's another testament of the movie with that he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he he doesn't give up. He wants his closure. He wants to see his wife at least one more time. Mm-hmm. And so he waits and time loops back around. And then he finally gets it. And it's one of the other things I really want to talk about, too, is his uh, his temper tantrum. I, I also wanted to talk about that because, you know, it it shouldn't work. It should be silly, but it's not silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the potential of being silly because he's physically picking things up. And throwing them and, you know... Yeah, so... Which, in the sheet, doesn't look quite right. Which is why I'm glad they kind of switch back and forth. So, in in the film... Well, because he kind of does it when Rooney's still living there. Mm-hmm. It's because he knocks the books off the shelf when she brings a guy home. Right. Which, dude, that was heartbreaking for me. I was like, oh, no. She's moved on. I, don't know. I was like, what he's about to see his wife get, uh, get mean, some... All right, uh, but anyway, uh, but, you know, then he knocks the books off the shelf, and then the Hispanic family moves in, and he starts traumatizing the kids, which I was like, I'm like, oh, buddy, I I really liked the the kid shooting the the ghost with the ray gun, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that's awesome because when we it's the shot reverse shot thing again, but we don't see the ghost. When he starts shooting the gun, and then the ghost is visible, right? It's mm-hmm. it's sort of like a classic Steven Spielberg kids movie where mm-hmm. the kids can see something their parents can't. Mm-hmm. They are understanding something their parents can't. Yeah, right? even, yeah, even when you know the the daughter is in bed with mom, we're assuming because you can't really hear anything. We're assuming she's telling her the mom what happened and the little boy is just standing there in the doorway and we have this feeling that he's looking directly at like looking at him mm-hmm. yeah and um, then right and then he just throws a temper tantrum a little bit yeah knocks the and I love how he does it that he when he knocks the picture of them off the pianos he just looks at it and then reaches over and just boop yeah and it just knocks off I think that's when he realizes he can't touch things. Yeah, because originally they had him try to touch things, and it would and it would just go through him, or he wouldn't be able to. And again, same thing with the landlady walking through him; it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? We want things to be sort of tangible. Right. right. So yeah, so he starts smashing plates, and 
I guess we're assuming that this scares the family enough to move out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I really like how even though he can touch things, he still can't get through the paint. No, to to, to find he keeps it or no, scratching at it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was, dude. I I know it was very uh, like uh, again. You know, when you first told me about it and told me that it wasn't a horror movie, because I remember seeing the movie at Best Buy and I like looked at it, read the back of it, and I was like, this is interesting. But I'm like, I'm not really in the mood to watch a horror movie. And then when you told me it's not, I was like, I think it's the furthest thing from a horror. I'm like, then why is it called a ghost story? Because it's literally a ghost story through time. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, I'm going to try to see if maybe I can sucker Ashley into watching it because. Like uh, I will tell you, it's not for everyone. So I have yeah. a couple of examples of that. Um, I sh- when I saw it the first time, I wrote a little something about it on Facebook or whatever, just saying how wonderful it is and mm-hmm. you know how much I loved it. Right. And my aunt goes, "Oh well, what was that movie you were? I'm like, you wouldn't like it." As immediately, I immediately said, "You're not gonna like it. Don't bother." She saw it anyway, and then she was like, "Oh my god, Jimmy, it was so." I hated it. And I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> well, I think it's one of those, like, when you tell people um, it's bad, it's they want to see you. it. Right. It's not for you. It, don't watch. I said, I love it. You wouldn't. It, it, it's like telling the kid, don't touch that. Yeah. Don't touch that. It's hot. And they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So if you, I think, I mean, maybe now, if I'm pretty sure I could probably tell someone that, like, yeah, you won't like it. It's not for you. The reason why I want to sick it on my wife is because she wrote it off without understanding what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Just because of the fact the whole Casey Affleck is underneath the sheet the entire movie. And that brings up another thing, which is where the sheet comes from. Um, it's Yeah, it's kind of morbid, really. It, it's the sheet they cover him up with at the hospital, right? And that was also a very interesting shot. It kind of shocked me a little bit because it's very still again. It's a full minute. They, they had a stopwatch on him. Um, so you can hear the noises at the hospital, and it's long enough to where you you're not expecting him to get up. Right? Yeah, and then he his head, and then he just sits up. Yeah. Well, his head comes up first, and then he fully sits up, and is, you can tell he's looking around. Which is cool how they did it because you see them cover him up, but there is so much sheet underneath him when mm-hmm. he gets up, right? It's, I mean, it's an editing thing, but uh, so, that was neat. One thing I do want to ask you is when he's first walking around the hospital, and I'm, I guess we're to assume that he's trying to figure out what's happening mm-hmm. now, that door of light opens, but he doesn't go through it. Is that supposed to represent the afterlife or... It's possible, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, people always say that hospitals are a portal to both. Right. Right. Uh, it is where people are born and where people die. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, it could have been. Do you want to leave? You know. And and, like, and no, he didn't want to. No, I don't so want to it makes me think that maybe in their universe, when you become a ghost, you have the option: do you want to move on, or do you want to stay? And like I'm not done yet. Yeah. Right? And 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 you know he chooses not to. Right. Which I think is such a beautiful shot that he walks home. And I and I do like that they chose to have him walk and not glide. I think it all, like you've been saying, I think it would have been very silly if he would glide, have just right? glided. It is so silly. The but whole to have movie. him walk is like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so grounded for being this fantasy type movie, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I read that it, like, it's referred to as like a supernatural drama. Yeah. And like, I agree. Drama, yes. Supernatural. It's the I, fact I, that he's a ghost. That's what makes yeah. it supernatural. Because right? I, I, for a while, I forgot that he was. I just kind of foresaw him as this seer mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. life that he can't interact. interact with. Well, sort of, right? Because yeah. he can. Um, I just think that, you know, it... I don't know. I, it, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it, yeah it's very... I. Again, you have pleasantly surprised me. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going to have to buy this movie. Woo! Um, I just... I love it so... I, I really love it. Because it's... It's one of those movies that... You don't have to say a lot to... Mm-hmm. 
get your audience to understand what's happening. Right. And again, as we started the episode off, I feel like that's a testament to A24 that, you know, David Lowry came in and said, this is what I want to do. Can you help me make this? And Here's they all this money I made from Pete's Dragon. Do you want it? You know? Yeah. And, and they said, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Do what, you, do what you want. Yeah. You want to go to Dallas? Oh, excuse me. You want to go to Dallas? Okay, go to Dallas. Okay, bye. We'll see you later. Okay. Oh, you, you want Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck? And then oh, that's when he was like, well, here's this money I made from Peace Dragon. He's worked with them before uh, for Ain't Them Body Saints, which is one of his uh, early movies. Mm. Um, well, early, quote, uh, quote not really. Quote. But, I mean, it was before Pete's Dragon, right? I um, mean, th- to be honest, well, seeing seeing his style on here makes me want to watch Pete's Dragon. But as I mentioned off mic, I refuse to watch it because... I love he's, the original. He's pretty eclectic. He's kind of, he's sort of like Richard Linklater, where it's not he doesn't have a style because he also did Old Man and the Gun. Oh, really? Wasn't that a comedy? Sort of, or yeah. A dark comedy, yeah. And, and that's with uh, Rob Redford. Ah, the original and Great Gatsby. It's uh, Basic. <laughs> oh, I and love I think Sissy Tom Spain. Waits might be in it. <gasps> Tom I love Waits. Tom Waits so much. All right, so but anyway, that to be said, you know, he can do. Ain't Them Body Saints, which is a very slow, introspective crime story. Right. And a romance. You have Peach Dragon. Which is a a fantasy... Disney family movie. Yeah. A ghost story. Which is a supernatural romance drama. Old Man and the Gun. And then he's going to do... The Green Knight, which is we're we're talking this sort of you know when Richard Linklater did um, he did Waking Life, A Scanner Darkly, but he can do Bad News Bears and he can do do School of Rock and and right everybody wants some exactly so he's not stuck right right so I don't know I think a Pete I don't know if I'd like Pete's Dragon it's on (sighs) Disney Plus I can watch it anytime I want is it really yeah is the original one. Yeah, probably. The original... See, because... No, we're not going to get into it because I don't want to ruin the episode about okay. getting into... Um, well, look at that, guys. He's learning. The the so, intricacies of even that piece Dragon, the original, was groundbreaking mm-hmm. for the time. Anyway. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so I think that, you know, David Lowry, yes, this has a very unique and specific style. Right. It is sort of similar to Ain't Them Body Saints. Okay. Um, in its sort of delivery, and it's, you know, sort of slow and r- romance and stuff like that, right? Right. But, you know, then you have Old Man and the Gun, which is not. <laughs> so it it's, which Ain't Them Body Saints, you need to see, it's great. Um, it's it, it's so much fun because the, the title is nonsense, it means nothing, and... The, it's not spoken in the movie. Right. Right. He just likes the way it sounds. Well, and it's kind of like... I feel like it's you may or may not judge me with this one, but... We'll see. The only reason why I know is because of my wife. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's like The Fault in Our Stars. My wife. Um, that's a Shakespeare quote, and I don't think they even say it at right. all. Well, I mean, and that's not, you know... I, I didn't mean that to well, say that I all know. movies need to say the title of the movie. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I mean, you. This is the Big Lebowski. The big, this that's is. That's why I'm Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Right? It's like it's not. That I time. am the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so, exactly. So, but I'm just saying that Ain't the Body Saints doesn't mean anything, right? Okay. It, it's just a folksy little sounding thing that, right? You know, it it's sort of like, well, ain't them bodies though? They're saints. It, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But. I love the way it sounds, and so does he, and so that's why I put it in there. I saw a picture of him, because I wanted to see what a, a guy who makes a movie like this looks like. And I found a picture of him from 2013. Mm-hmm. Bald head, but a giant, giant handlebar mustache. mustache. And that was for Ain't the Body Saints, I think, when he was doing that one. Um, yeah, and I think he kind of looks like Casey a bit. Uh, so, I think I think David Lowry and Casey Affleck kind of look the so same. So long, kind of... Hair, big beard. Yeah, I think if Casey were to shave his head, he would look similar. Um, but but yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of David Lowry's. I'll see anything he does. Yeah, Green Knight, uh, except for May 29th. I know it can't come fast enough because that's the movie I'm really excited about. That's the next movie I want to see. Well, right? and 
and I wanted to mention this, but I knew we had to move on, but I'll, I'll mention it now, is even the poster is so aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've learned that I really like aesthetically pleasing things. So, like, you know, I just bought the soundtrack for A Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. But I told you I bought the one song from Dark Rooms right. because their album artwork was so pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. That was like, yeah, I'll just, just buy the song from the album then. Yeah. Now I have two versions of the song on the soundtrack. And, and they're the same. They're yeah. the same version. Same song. But yeah. Yeah, dude. The movie was great. It yeah. was... I'm definitely... I'm definitely going to have to figure out someone who I can convince to watch this movie. So I, I mean, I got my dad to watch it, and I really when it was over. I was like, say something nice about it. <laughs> you know, I was so ready for him to be like, Jeremy, that was fucking terrible. Right? Um, because he's not one for, for stuff like this. And especially, um, which definitely future episode material is, um, you were never really here with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's the Lynn Ramsey film. And oh, yeah. Um, I showed it to him. I thought he was going to like it because I love it. And uh, and he was like, no, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, and the reason he hated it was the reason I loved it. And we'll get – if we ever do an episode on it, we'll get to it. But Yeah. Well, and like I've been trying to get my dad to watch Parasite. And he's like, but I don't have to, I don't have to read. And I'm like, yeah. trust me though, watch it. Yeah. And so it's sort of it, – it, it's for this one, it's hard. Even though, yes, yeah. there's no barrier like foreign language, but – it's a barrier in, in, in stillness. Yes. It's, yeah, that is one of the things that, like, again, I think it's like the third time I've said it, but again, it's very still, mm-hmm. and it is, it is these long shots of stillness, like when they're in bed. Rooney fell asleep. That was real. That was real? Mm-hmm. Like when Casey's going like, hey, yeah. hey. She was, fell asleep for real, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, and even like the shot, uh, and I, I forgot to mention. I wanted to mention this. Um, no time like the end of the episode, but uh, I love seeing Rooney Mara move that hope chest in real time. Oh yeah, when she moves it out of the house and we track her. Yeah, wide shot coming and dropping it off at it's the end of the street. It's such a great looking house too because they. Yeah, they and said, I can't believe they destroyed it. Well, it was that's why they bought it is because it was already set for demolition. Because they needed it to be destroyed, right? And they just happened to find two houses next to each other that were going to be destroyed destroyed at the same time. So and did so they say, like, oh, like hey, like, hold off? Yeah, I think they they probably just said, you know, give us X amount of time and then you can destroy it and we'll film it. And it only took 15 minutes to destroy the house. Yeah. Both. Yeah. That's another really good shot I like because when the bulldozer is pulling away and as it's pulling away, he's right behind the bulldozer. Oh, which I loved. I was like, man. Because you can't, because he was right here. I wonder if he was there for real because I. That looked like he was really there. But yeah. again, I didn't even so know did about. the other stuff. Yeah, right. I didn't know about the other stuff either. So. Yeah, I mean, it's that. It's pretty seamless. It's pretty killer. Yeah, the, the one I knew was when he stands on the ledge. I was like, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean. But it wasn't bad. No, and it wasn't enough to take you out of it, like seeing how in shape he was. Uh, I know. <laughs> really kind of took me out. I know. You know now, now that we've said it, it's like, that guy, that guy in that shape, yeah. he dies? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, he should have punched the other car away. I know, right? Um, um, <laughs> well, and I, one more thing I want to mention, and then we'll, we'll, we'll end the episode, is I really like that they claim that he wrote the song... I get overwhelmed. Right. Um, and because, you know, that's another thing where I think dad was sort of like, oh, my God, can we move on? Is we're literally watching her listen to a song. That's it. Right. Oh, and I, I appreciate that. I Especially when I it cuts it. back and forth between when she hears it when he was alive. And then listening to it again when he's dead. I and really love that. And he's standing right there watching oh. her. I know, it's so brilliant. And, and her hand is so close to the sheet, and you're just like, oh, oh he's right, he's right there. there. I know, and <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff Dad doesn't like. But he's like, oh, my God, let's go, you know? Yeah. But it's like, that's not the point. The point is that she's listening to it, right? You know what I mean? We're having to watch her yeah. reactions both times. So, again, everyone, um, this movie is, it's such its such a beautiful movie. As Jeremy and I have been saying, it, it is a testament to patience and stillness and if that's not your thing that's fine well i mean if that's not your thing you watch this movie to listen to this for nothing because i know always like always we assumed you've watched the movie and that's why you're listening to i I know my dad hasn't seen most of the movies we've talked about oh but he still listens yeah 
Uh, it, mainly because yeah. he's, he's told me it's helped him learn things. I'm like, well, good. He must yeah. really he must really love me that he's listening to all I mean, I guess you're in it too, but wow. He he hadn't listened to our stage to screen yet, and I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, that was fun. You, that. You've you've set a bar too high. I'm already putting it on mic. You've set a bar too high for an end of season series. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, hey, I mean, do what you want. But now here's here's I'm gonna put you on blast. What's next week? So to be honest, I forgot. Ah, and so while we've been talking, and I'm gonna and uh, everyone gets to hear how uh, I I dropped the ball. Uh, I forgot. Mm. And so while we've been talking, I'm like, oh, what am I? oh no. What's and so I'm like week? literally running through my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And I'm looking at, I was like, oh, we'll do The Big Lebowski. But to be honest, there's so much I want to talk about that movie mm-hmm. that we'd literally need to do two whole episodes. And as we just saw, I'm not, uh, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to do that right now. <laughs> no, not right now. Not right now. Okay. Um, so... Because I really do want to talk about it. I really want to hear what you have to say about it. Uh-oh. Next week is The Crow. The Crow. Okay. Um, Brandon Lee, his final performance. Well, only. From what I understand, much just much like Heath Ledger, he was working on another film at the same time as The Crow. Mm. But The Crow was his final official movie. I see. Um it was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, by the way, if those of you that want to know well, the and, other uh, movie. And wasn't it also uh, the Bob Dylan movie? Mm. Oh, a movie which I very, I, I, read, I love. I read that, that that was his final movie. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, because he probably finished his segment already. Um, yeah. If no one has seen I'm Not There, holy shit, that movie's great. I really... I'm, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan, and that's a We'll, that's a we'll probably do another episode, uh, a future episode on that, because I do want to watch that. It's great. But anyway, so The Crow, Brandon Lee's final performance. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, because I there's so much I want to talk about. Yeah, because I've never seen it, so... Um, the big thing is that this movie is not only significant in the fact of... It's very haunting in a beautiful way because you know that this is his final movie Mm -hmm. and he delivers this powerhouse performance Mm -hmm. because I've only seen one other movie of his and it's one where he kind of follows in his dad's footsteps Bruce Lee's his dad if no one knew Um, or he he did a lot of kung fu movies Mm -hmm. early in his career and then decided I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. and then and so he this is a complete departure from what he was doing and he just nails it, um, and he uh, and this movie is also significant. And now that because of this movie, there's rules with using prop guns mm. on set, and it's because of this movie. Right. Um, and I, I think I gave a little bit of it at the end of season three um, of what happens. But I'll really go into it next week mm-hmm. when we do it. The Crow. But um, it, it also is on my shelf. it I also spawned it. Uh, like three sequels, which are all terrible, oh. and a TV show, which is also terrible, huh. and then a reboot mm-hmm. that was going to have Jason Momoa, but luckily he's he big. smartened up and was like, "I can't do it," and now the entire reboot's on hold because this movie should not be rebooted at all. It's fantastic. And I've realized I have been, like, smothering you with all this information I've been throwing at you. <laughs> but, um, okay. anyway. So, so The Crow. We're the Crow. The crow. Um, I hope everyone okay. enjoyed A Ghost Story. Oh, a Ghost um, Story. Again, if patience isn't your thing, then I guess just listen to the episode. And uh, It's too late. It's yeah. the end of the episode. You already did it. <laughs> so, congratulations. And everyone, please enjoy... I get overwhelmed. We uh, yes, we the end song is the main song of a ghost story, and it, we will let it play in the its entire enti- yeah in its entirety, just so. like we did with Powerline, which I almost got a shirt that said Powerline tour from Spencer's. I have one, but they didn't have it in my stuff. <gasps> anyway, uh, well, we will see you all next week. See you guys.
That's power without power That's a business 